0: Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Oana Enquirer publisher here with you for a fourth time this week uh went a couple days maybe a week or so without a podcast but boy this week has been absolutely crazy uh talked to some Illinois basketball earlier in the week with Derek Piper about Io and Kofi's decision go back and check out that one talked to Ryan Easterling about three football commitments last week including two preps and one transfer then of course talked with Lauren Tate Uh, unfortunately I love talking with Lauren but unfortunately about Lou Henson's passing, but I thought uh, Lauren did a great job of honoring him there. Uh, go back and listen to all those, but boy, uh, since then, been busy as ever as Illinois football lands two very potentially high-impact transfers, graduate transfers, uh, who will make a big impact on this team should they play this fall, and I expect them to, and, and expect them to try to play this fall, but The Illini continue to go hard after the transfer portal, and I find this all very, very, very intriguing because while there are really reasons to doubt and be skeptical of, all right, can this whole transfer you thing work out? You cannot argue with what it has meant for last year's roster. The boost Illinois got from Brandon Peters, Oloy Batiku, Josh and Matt Torbebe, Richie Pettibone, Milo Eifler. So many guys that meant so much to that team making a bowl game. And then, of course, Chase Brown, Derek Smith, and Luke Ford will be eligible this year. And it worked last year, so Lovey Smith went right back to it. And while we questioned, well, can they hit that many guys this year, Uh, It doesn't need to be uh, as many hits or as big of a hits as last year uh, because many of those guys from last year are coming back. Most of those guys we just talked about are coming back for yet another year here at Illinois. And Illinois has added nine transfers in this offseason, and many of them will make a big immediate impact. And I think uh, the two they added this week, uh, the last Day, really, last couple hours uh, could be the biggest impacts. Daniel Maturbebe, yes, similar name, <laughs> brother of Joshua Maturbebe, older brother by 16 months, another USC transfer, commits to Illinois, and he adds a big weapon for Rod Smith. And as I talked about on the site, I don't think you worry about positioning too much because Daniel Barker, Daniel Matt Torbebe, and Luke Ford all uh, can be versatile players for you. They're very tough matchups for Rod Smith in this offense. So I think they will play a lot together. I think you'll see two of them on the field very often. There could be instances you see three of them on the field. But all uh, combined to give Illinois one of the most talented, and one of the most versatile tight end groups in the Big 10 which is just saying something because this conference uh, has produced a lot of great tight ends over the last couple of years. Uh, he committed to Illinois, I was told, over Iowa, which obviously has done really well with tight ends, as well as uh, some other Power 5 programs that were showing interest, including Arizona State. He had two great years at USC with Sam Darnold, one of his favorite targets there very athletic, uh, very good hands, uh, just a difference maker in the passing game that I would compare kind of to Daniel Barker. Uh, And and having those two plus Luke Ford, those are two and three great weapons to have in the offense. Uh, Matt Torbebe has missed the last two years due to injury, but we catch up with Shotgun Spratling, my guy from USCfootball.com, our great USC football site here on 24-7 Sports. And he gives us a great breakdown, not only of Daniel uh, as a player, uh, what he brought at USC but he got to know him pretty well uh, during his recruitment both of those guys Georgia natives Uh, so great stuff from Shotgun Spratling coming up on what a Matt Torbebe adds but Illinois on Thursday, as I'm recording this, July 30th, added yet another uh, potentially high-impact transfer and defensive tackle, Roderick Perry, out of South Carolina State. Yeah, another FCS kid. Illinois already landed Blake Gerasati, All-American FCS offensive lineman out of Wofford, and he will start at uh, offensive on the offensive line at right guard, uh, and he should make a big impact. And so should Perry. Uh, go. He's down a level in the FCS, but he was really good. He was a preseason All-American for some outlets this uh, coming season. But with the MEAC canceling football, Roderick decides to enter the transfer portal, and he had a lot of Power 5 interest. But he chose the Illini, and he's going to fill a big, big need at defensive tackle. Well, Illinois has Calvin Avery, who uh, obviously was a former four-star prospect. Hasn't proven a lot yet. Jamal Woods has had some flashes, and the team really likes him, and I, I think he can be really good. He's had a lot of injury issues. So Illinois has really used transfer portal to boost up their defensive tackle spot. They wanted to add another defensive end. Of course, Christian Bell uh, decides to go to Alabama State and said, or South Alabama, excuse me, uh, one of those two. Uh, Illinois really bulked up their defensive tackles. Chinadu Odagu out of Cal, who's a very good athlete, good size, but didn't really make an impact at Cal, partly due to an injury, but he was moved to tight end. So he's a little bit of the roll of the dice. Anthony Shipton, a Juco kid who's big, tough, physical Uh, But Roderick Perry is is the biggest addition they've made at defensive tackle and certainly makes you feel better about that position because he's already an NFL draft prospect. Uh, The senior bowl is looking at him hard, which if you make the senior bowl, you usually have a great chance uh, of getting drafted with that kind of exposure. But Roderick coming into the season is going to be the Illini's best NFL draft prospect, Uh, and I think that's a great thing to have. He'll compete for the starting job, but I would pencil him in as a starter Either at nose uh, or the three technique, he can play both. He's a, he's a big physical kid, strong, uh, but has some athleticism to him as well. So if you're getting NFL interest, uh, he's certainly a, an upgrade at the position for Illinois. I hope you enjoyed this podcast because we got shotgun spratling with a great breakdown of Daniel and Matt Torbebe and what he brings to Illinois. But coming up next, before we get to shotgun, let's talk with Roderick Perry, South Carolina State transfer, on why he decided to come to Illinois.
1: Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found.
0: Well, Roderick Perry uh, had, had great success at South Carolina State, but uh, you decided to commit to Illinois. Can you kind of take me into to what this process was like for you?
2: Whew. Um, you know, ever since entering the portal on the 24th, uh, you know, those the last four days, uh, the four days after that, you know, I just... Couldn't get off of calls or Zoom calls, and, you know, it, it just, whew. At one point, I was like, okay, you know what, after this, I'm I'm sticking with these few schools, and then I'm just making my decision from there. And, you know, at the end of the day, it ended up being Illinois.
0: How many schools did you hear from, Robert?
2: Uh Heard from, oh, man, um, I would say at least eight wow. or nine out of the power five, and then, a, you know, a few Ds, and a few SDS.
0: What schools were you seriously considering outside of Illinois? I um, thought
2: Illinois it was Florida, Virginia, Duke, West Virginia, and yeah, yeah. Those were like my top four, top five schools right
0: there. For a guy, Rod, that didn't get oh, a ton of interest out of college, what was that like to go through just in, in, in just a couple days here?
2: Oh yeah, it was definitely shocking because um, <laughs> coming out of high school, I was unranked and didn't even have a profile. So, you know, when this time came, I was like, "Yo, I thought it would just be one or two schools, but then, you know, it caught me by surprise." I was like, "Damn, my film must, you know, really be showing it."
0: So, what did you like about Illinois? Why did you want to pick them out of those great options you had?
2: Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, schools you know, they say they want you, they, you know, they show the love and everything, but I just, I fell in love with Coach Lovey, And, you know, he called me personally. He was the only head coach to call me personally, you know, say, Rod, I need you and I want you. And it was kind of like, it was kind of like that relationship, you know, when the guy's trying to hit the girl he's doing everything for without her even asking. So like, dang, you know, I really, I really feel that love and, you know, Again, he was the only head coach to call me personally. I mean I had Zoom calls and you know I had Zoom calls and everything with other head coaches I got to see them. But you know, I had a Zoom call with Lovey and the offensive staff, defensive staff, and then he uh just kept texting and checking up on me and called me personally.
0: Given his background, what'd that mean to you, Rod, that Lovey Smith, the you know, defensive whiz said I, I need you. Uh,
2: yeah. That definitely meant a lot. <laughs> That's at least 15, 20 years of NFL coaching experience right there.
0: What did they tell you, Rod, that uh, you can do for this team or, or why they do need you, how, how you kind of fit what they want?
2: Uh, the 4-3 defense was definitely something to look at. And, you know, the slanting and the one-on-one opportunities that they presented me with, and they also showed me how they would use me. So it just, it just, just, it just worked out. You know, after looking at, I was like,
0: "Yo, this is it." I've watched a little bit of your film, Rod. And it seems like you have some versatility. Uh, do they do they think you can play nose or three or or both? What do they kind of see?
2: Zero, one, three, and the five. Okay, yeah. What do you think you can? But I, you know, I pick more towards the
0: inside. <laughs> yeah, what do you think you can bring to Illinois? Uh, jump off the ball, uh, the
2: motor for a guy my size, the athletic the athleticism for a guy my size and um you know that that grad that grad transfer uh leadership and experience you know for the younger guys but of course you know i gotta earn their respect first
0: we um you know illinois has added so many transfers the last couple years rod did that did did you look at that Did, did that even have an impact on you
2: yeah, I definitely took a look at the transfers, all the transfers going to Illinois and seeing how successful they were. So that definitely was a part of it that intrigued me to go there. So what
0: do you, what do you think about this opportunity to play at the Big Ten? Like, what, what do you hope to, to get out of this opportunity?
2: Um, well, when I was at South Carolina State, I was projected the a round grade. Mm-hmm. So my plan is to go here, ball out, learn the system, and, uh, you know, get right with them and, you know, Hopefully, I can boost that six-round
0: grade to a first or second. Uh, did Goffy talk about that? Just his background and and any impact that could that could have on you.
2: Um, to, to be honest, he actually didn't talk a lot about the NFL and how he's been in the NFL. He didn't talk too much about that. Of course, he did mention it, and coaches mentioned it. But overall, he you know he talked about how he wanted and needed me, and you know he also talked about how. Um, he had looked at my grades. He said, "You know, Rod, you get it done in the classroom. I like that." You know, we really didn't talk too much about um, his NFL experience, but we did talk about what he could do for me and how he could make me better Man. and um, improve on what I already what I already bring.
0: What's this whirlwind been like for you, Rod? Because I know you said you didn't plan on transferring, right? I mean, this is late in the in the, in the summer here, and you know the Miac cancels the game. What what's this been like for you?
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> I thought I was gonna go back to South Carolina State on July 15th. Yeah, I think it was July 15th. That was our report date, um, and it kept getting pushed back. I was like, okay, I'm gonna just hold on and see what happens. And then, out of the blue, uh, my my coach, Coach Pew and Coach Brunson, they called me and said, "Rod, you know, we got to look out for your best interest, and you know, it wouldn't be right for us to, you know, keep holding you here." So, you know, they introduced me with the idea of entering the transfer portal, and we went from there.
0: Yeah, that's got that's got to be a whirlwind. Um, so what do you think of your time at, at South Carolina State now as you look back at it?
2: I'm just thankful that they gave a kid like me out of Rock, North Carolina, a chance to play at the D1 collegiate level.
0: Yeah. It, it's been a
2: wonderful experience and a great Bulldog family to be a part of.
0: And, and obviously you you play it in hbcu there and uh you know you see some some top basketball groups and all that that go in there just uh, what's what's that mean to you that, that you're able to represent there it
2: means a lot um i get to put on i get you know you get to put on for hbcus and you know let them know like you know we here yeah it, you know HBCU ball is not something to look over
0: so when do you when do you get here in champagne? Do you have any plans yet? Do you know yet?
2: Um I think what I'm going to do is when I get there, you know, unpack my stuff, get settled in a room and go to sleep cuz that's going to be a long drive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you looking forward to when when you get here and and uh, you know, get into camp and and start to get to know this team a little bit.
2: Um, Interacting with the guys, going on trips with the guys, you know, figuring out the city, because I'm pretty sure I'll be asking for directions a lot of the time. So, just getting you to the city. Yeah.
0: Well, Rod, uh, anything else you want to add about about this or your opportunity at Illinois? Oh.
2: Time to shock
0: the world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Rob, man, I appreciate it. Uh, good luck and uh, hope to get to meet you soon at some point. Okay, thank you. I look forward to it. I had fun talking to that young man. All right, when we come back, Shotgun Sprattling breaks down Daniel Amator Bebe with the USC transfer brings to the Illini. Grab your VIP pass. Delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Formula One, behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining. This is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars, we want to be so much further ahead. We are in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fines, and this is F1. Back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in to the Illini Enquirer podcast. And Illinois goes yet again to USC where they've gone often for the transfer portal and it's worked out pretty well for them. Uh, both Josh and Matt Batiku, and Trayvon Sidney were starters last year. And uh, Josh and Matt and Batiku made huge impacts. And they had one more uh, from the same family, Daniel and Matt We're going to talk about it now with Shotgun Spratling from uscfootball.com, part of the 24-7 sports crew. Uh, Shotgun, thanks for joining us, man. How are you?
1: No problem. Thanks for, for having me uh, come on uh, to to follow the, the frequent trails of the the USC to Illinois uh transfer pipeline it seems.
0: What do you guys make of that? Um just this this program kind of hey, we'll we'll take your your seconds here.
1: Uh well, you know, I spent some time with uh with Wole and uh, with Trayvon Sydney and uh Josh last year um, when USC played at Notre Dame, I I stopped by Illinois and you know, caught up with those guys because they're all, you know, all three of those guys are really good guys and just wanted to check in on their progress and kind of talk to them about different things and about their transfer process. It was was all, they all had different stories actually. So it was kind of interesting that, you know, they all ended up there. Matt Fink, the quarterback, nearly ended up there as well. Uh, But it all kind of came together, not as a, you know, a package deal or anything of that sort. Uh, You know, it was just the the process they went through, you know, Wole was a guy who, you know, had other schools cancel his official visits and stuff that he was trying to take during the transfer process, and, uh, you know, Austin Clark being a, a guy that had worked with Wole as an assistant at USC, you know, kind of as the process was going, reached out and, you know, you know passed along his film to someone else, and, you know, that's how he ended up there, where uh, Josh was a guy who had bounced around looking at a couple of places, and, you Actually lost a transfer late in the process that uh, they expected to come and opened up a spot. So that's how uh, you know while he was waiting on had been planning to uh, look at a couple other schools and you know things fell through there. So he you know some, the timeline just worked out and Illinois ended up being the place for him. And then Trayvon was kind of more of the traditional where you know he went through the process looked at some different schools and just found Illinois early in the process a little bit quicker. So. Guys all had their own different stories, and, and Daniel's uh, similar. You know, now with the, you know they're already being established. Um, you know, his brother being there and, and having the opportunity to, to be reunited with his brother, and you know his final year as a as a six year senior. I think that obviously played into this this decision much differently than the other guys. But you know, that's it, it, what's kind of unique about it is that you know they've all had their own unique stories. Uh, find their way to illinois but you know those three guys last year all had success uh, unfortunately uh, besides the injuries that they all sustained
0: as well yeah uh great stuff uh daniel Matorbebe it's been a while uh since you've seen him play football but I-, I know sam darnold like throwing to him uh what was it like when daniel <laughs> Matorbebe got there and you know made a pretty quick impact once he was eligible
1: yeah, you know he uh, transferred actually from Florida. You know, went to Florida initially at a high school and then uh, as an early enrollee, and ended up coming to USC um, within a semester or so. Uh, but you, as they actually grew their connection on the scout team because he had to sit out the first year that he was on campus, and because Sam Darnold was on the was backing up uh, Cody Kessler at the time, so. You know, they grew their connection on the scout team, and, you know, that's one of the things that can be a great safety blanket for a quarterback is is a good tight end. And, uh, you know, they worked really well there, and you could see that that developed uh, to when Sam Donald took over as quarterback and and Daniel was then eligible, that uh, they already had that that, uh, connection and were able to to hook up frequently um, during the season. And, you know, it was. It was very disappointing to see how his how Daniel's spur played out after that, just from the fact that you saw, you know, as a redshirt freshman and as a redshirt sophomore that he was able to make an immediate impact and, you know, that he has, you know, at the time he had, you know, what you thought would be NFL uh, capabilities uh, because of the the way you just expected him to develop over the next few years. And, unfortunately, the injuries just, uh, had just fit in and, you uh, You know, send him back uh, to where he is now. So you hope to see him get back to where he was just because he's a great kid, great family, and, uh, you know, that, but just off the the top, you know, at USC, it looked like he was, you know, well on his way to a a great college career and potentially an NFL career with, with the way he started out.
0: We don't know um, what he'll look like, you know, since he hasn't been healthy here recently, but what did he show uh, in his two years at USC? What skill set does he bring?
1: I think when you start with his skill set, you look at the fact that he is just a a dynamic pass catcher. You know, he can be a mismatch problem. uh, You know, the new school tight end uh, that the NFL loves of guys that, can be a mismatch uh, difficulty because of their size and their speed. And, you know, he's he can he got a great combination of those two things. And, you know, he can beat linebackers because he, he's a little bit quicker than them. And, you know, he can beat safeties and stuff because he can use his body to, to create space and, and use his shoulders and nudge people around, that type of thing. So uh, I think that, you know, when you look at him on the field and you saw him early, you just, you saw someone that was a potential mismatch that you could exploit against defenses, but also he was just kind of, uh, you know, a consistent guy, really good hands. So, you know, when your quarterback gets in trouble late, and a guy like Sam Darnold who was scrambling out around a little bit, you know, the, the tight ends a guy that you look, look for in the middle of the field. And he was a guy that, that Sam Darnold was able to connect with. Um, so, the combination of size, speed, and then hands as well made him a, you know, a dynamic, uh, you know, weapon in the passing attack.
0: Yeah, it seems like um, you know they split him out quite a bit sometimes on the line. Um, how, how would you kind of grade him if you remember uh, as, as a blocker? Did did he make any impact there?
1: So as a blocker, that's the area where he where you were looking to see where, how he would develop yeah. uh, to to whether or not he could be an NFL guy, and um, that was the area that that needed the improvement and an area that he showed that he could do the job, but it, it was good but not great necessarily. Mm-hmm. So. That was the area where, where he was um, – that you were going to wait and see how he developed over his career, and, and that would determine, you know, if he could become a, you know, legit NFL draft prospect. So uh, he can get the job done there, but that's not his forte. You know, he, he's more of a receiving threat, and, and you know, he's, he's better used as a receiver to, to exploit the, the defenses and stuff rather than, you know, being an inline blocker. That's why they've been moving around a little bit, you know, as far as putting them out and different things. Um, so, he's not your traditional uh, Big Ten tight end in, in that in that regard. He's not the you know the big bulky Iowa guy that uh, you know we can line up on the line and then uh, you can you know, be bigger than everybody else when you have uh, catch passes and stuff. He's kind of a hybrid, uh, not quite you know the, the same style as, as some of the you know the big wide receiver tight ends that you see. At places, and that maybe part of the reason why he uh, decided to enter the transfer portal just with USC's air raid offense is, you know, they were looking for a guy that could do a little bit, uh, can be more of that big wide receiver at times when they split him out. He's not going to be that. He he can be a hybrid. He's a guy that, uh, you know, that, that can do enough blocking, but that's not to be his forte.
0: Getting to know Josh, um, he is he is a really impressive young man, and I know Daniel uh, is very mature. Sounds like very impressive young man as well. It seems like you've gotten to know these guys pretty well, Shotgun. Just what do you think of him? Um, and he's he's got to bring a lot of maturity and, and experience to the locker room here.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, th- these two guys actually are from about fifteen twenty minutes from my hometown of Georgia, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, in the recruiting process, I got to know Josh, you know, uh, just because you know, him being from Georgia, I was, you know, with, uh, following his recruitment and being the the kind of point guy on our staff for, for him, you know, as USD was recruiting him and getting to know them. They're just, you know, such tremendous individuals as people. The entire family, actually, the Immoderated family, uh, are just wonderful people and uh, they're – it was kind of unique because USC kind of had a southeast contingent of players, and you know the a modern day, uh parents actually moved out to California when both the brothers, uh, you know, ended up at USC. They moved out and got a got a home out in the, uh, near the school at USC, and that household kind of became the the home away from home for this, this contingent of southeast uh, kids from Georgia, Alabama, Florida. That was, you know, their home away from home, and the Monterrey family kind of opened their doors to everyone, just to, you know, to let them have that place. And that's just the type of people they are. They're just great people, and you know, the 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 two brothers have been, you know, tremendous people to get to know off the field, and you know, the charity work and different things that they do. um, You know, they're they're very thoughtful individuals as well. And and Daniel is a kid that you know you saw when. You know, he entered the transfer portal. All the USC players, you know, showing their support because he's just a uh, you know a well liked guy in the locker room and some someone that you want to root for.
0: Great stuff, Shotgun Spratling, USCFootball.com, USC at 24/7 Sports. Appreciate the insight, Shotgun. It was great. No problem. Thank you very much for having. All right, great stuff from both those guys. ShotgunSprawlingUSCFootball dot com on Daniel Matour Bebe, as well as Roderick Perry himself talking about why he's transferring to Illinois after leaving South Carolina State under some weird circumstances. Of course, in this world. Uh, But if you missed any of our content, I've had a film review on both these guys. Ryan did one on Daniel Matour Bebe. I did one uh, earlier this week uh, that is still up on the site on Roderick Perry and what they add to the Illini. We got break. Downs. I'll have another. What it means. Uh, and Derek Piper also caught up with Gene Uh So a lot of content right now up at Alana Enquire. We're still waiting to see how they'll pull off the football, but uh, there's a lot of news and, and a lot of analysis we have up there. And right now, if you want, with all that uh, VIP content, we have 30% off your first year of Alana Enquire VIP access. If you want to sign up for the annual, or if you just want to try it for a month, see what you think. First month of a monthly subscription is just give us a chance check us out I think you'll love uh, the content we have up there right now alright this has been a crazy week I hope you all are well uh, hopefully we can enjoy some baseball and some basketball this weekend uh, and enjoy the sports and give us a little bit of diversion of everything going on but everyone have a great weekend uh, unless something else happens where we have to do a podcast on Friday but everyone have a great weekend stay happy stay healthy hope you and your families are well we'll talk to you next time on the Online Enquirer podcast cbs monday ncis here's where we can see them. ncis and ncis hawaii return with all new cases
1: double tap to the chest one to the head These guys are professionals
0: all new criminals finally the not they got here and all new crimes to be solved if you're watching this i've been arrested what are the charges just one murder new ncis and ncis hawaii monday starting at 9 8 central on cbs and
1: streaming on paramount plus